today um, we're looking at the possibility of making 5G waves that are generally detrimental to the human condition, um, <laughs> apart from the fact that they provide access to the internet, um, yeah, which, which is, is already detrimental to the human condition. Mm. In some cases, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's something I think about often, like if the internet's worth it, and I'd say in general it is, even if it's horrible at the same time. Yeah. Although, you know, cryptocurrency has seemed to bring the entire planet down in flames <laughs> anyway. So, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, before we talk about 5G, I think it's worth talking about the electromagnetic spectrum. Oh, wow. People um, are going to be so happy seeing the electromagnetic spectrum right now. Yeah. 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 Um, so Even though you should have turned it into a, um, a brand, can we do it, electromagnetic spectrum, to show that we support the LGBT community. <laughs> oh, no, the uh, electromagnetic spectrum community. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there is this phenomenon known as electromagnetic radiation. Um, so when I was doing the research which was a couple of weeks ago to be honest (laughs) at this point um, it was quite easy to get into the weeds on it but the simplest way is when energy is carried by particles slash waves they are both a wave and a particle okay known as photons oh I have a graphics tablet one sec oh Wait, let me find where I put the pen. Where did the pen go? Oh, there we go. Wow. The line's got a bit thicker. It has, yeah. <laughs> I think it's pressure sensitive. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it is. Anyway, um, photons. It's both a wave and, and a particle. Yeah. I feel oh. I remember doing something about photons in school, but I've kind of forgotten it now. Yeah, uh, they're waves in the way that they just kind of, you know, flow and carry energy with them, you know, Um, but they're particles in that they have mass that they can impart on objects like they, they have mass, that means they can part momentum on objects, but Mm. they also can carry energy and basically like any sort of vacuum pretty much unimpeded a lot of the time. Um, So the energy imparted on certain compounds by the protons can cause chemical changes or trigger the release of electrons. So, um, you know, proton comes in, um, flies in, and, you know, either causes a chemical change or in certain, um, you know, sort of metals and the like, it will cause an electric charge that will come out. So, um, you know, um, these are the processes by which, you know, everything detects light from your eyes to, you know, a camera. So your eyes, the photons come in, um, you know, they cause an electrical response that's picked up and decoded by your brain. Um, same with a camera, um, you know, the photon comes in and it creates an electrical charge that can then be converted into a digital value or to an analog value um, and then transmitted and then used to control light bulbs, um, you know. 
So chemical or electrical or chemical energy can result in the emission of photons, such as in a television, burning a candle or turning on a light bulb. Um, so this here is actually a section of the electromagnetic spectrum. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so we go from red up here. Yeah. Which has a, um, a wavelength of 625 nanometers. Um, and we have purple down here, which has, like, once I can actually figure out how to get my tablet <laughs> that low. Yeah, purple. Sure, as I just thought, you probably don't need to write the colours. That's true. That is true. Because they are the colours of the... Unless there's colourblind people watching, maybe. I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Um, and also, yeah. if people are listening, like... That's without true. visuals i guess but still it'll be all right yeah and then so yeah we have red from up here 625 nanometers um we have blue is like 475 nanometers green is like uh four 540 um yellow is 575 and orange is 600 so uh. yeah those are sort of you'll notice these don't really um they're not really sort of linear like yeah they're kind of going up in random amounts yeah um you know these colors are sort of not really selected sort of because of any relationship with the light it's more how we perceive them mm. um, oh, okay so when you consider these wavelengths um alongside the speed of light um so you know you calculate the speed of light which is the fastest anything could go in the universe and i didn't even write it down <laughs> so let me put let me find out it's 299,792,458 meters a second whoa uh, that sounds like a lot wait is that nanometers or meters that that's meters uh, okay um, it's. I'm trying to find. <laughs> I'm trying to. Okay, so it's one it billion kilometers an hour, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that makes um, sense to be honest with like being the fastest thing and everything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, when you use, you know, you've got the wavelength, you've got the speed of the wave. Um, you can use that to calculate the frequency of the wave um for light is 400 to 700 790 terahertz for visible light <laughs> so that's 400 to 790 trillion hertz mm. um, but obviously there's a world beyond visible light oh yeah the visible spectrum is only a tiny section of the available frequencies um which kind of makes sense really because it's not just like it only exists in uh visible the yeah. the you know the frequency may oh, oh you're too far yeah the frequency may be visible to us but that doesn't mean it isn't visible to other things yeah. so um yeah a lot of these waves have different characteristics and interact with objects differently but We'll visit, revisit these later. Um, and now we'll ask, what is a 5G wave? 
What so, is a 5G wave, Josh? That a good way best? of thinking about how wireless communication works is radio stations. You know, they all have um, a specific frequency. And, um, you know, if you tune into that frequency, you pick up that station. Mm. So, you know, Radio 2, 89.3, Gadio. Is Gadio a thing? Is apparently Manchester. Oh, that's so good. I guess. Um, If you want to listen to Unity Radio, 92.8. Um, so, you know, that's sort of why the whole idea of the sort of radio frequencies, you tune into a specific frequency. So hmm. it would almost be like someone broadcasts on blue, someone broadcasts on red, someone broadcasts on yellow. If yeah. you separate out those colours, they're all individual f- signals. Oh, I'd, I'd never sort like of receive them as a... like that, if that makes sense. Sorry. Like... Yeah. yeah. So that would sort of be the kind of idea. Although, obviously, for our eyes, they the colours will combine, but mm. a lot of equipment is capable of decoding these as separate, you know, distinct things. Um, and basically, if anyone else broadcasts on that frequency. Um, you end up with interference and the system begins to break down. You know, you can't communicate, um, which is why you've got regulators like in the UK, Ofcom, which work to ensure that the spectrum is split into bands, which can be used for different purposes. So, you know, um, that means that if you want to broadcast on a specific radio frequency, um, you need permission or it needs to be available. So uh, like okay. the, the ones that RC cars use, um, yeah. will be like a sort of open band but obviously um you know that will also mean if you're driving a car and someone else is driving a car the signal may just get scrambled mm. you know if you're nearby each other and neither of you will <laughs> be driving anywhere that day yeah um, which is why but on that scale you know people can sort of communicate and negotiate and but in a larger scale everyone needs to decide which frequencies they're going to be broadcasting on yeah that, um, this is an unrelated question, really, but I just thought of it. You know when, like, pirate radio was a thing? Yeah. I wonder... They were broadcasting if, on frequencies they weren't yeah. allowed to. Yeah. Like, was, wouldn't there be some kind of interference then if there was one? Or did they choose ones that probably no one else was using, I guess? Probably, yeah. So they probably was a mixture of interference because, obviously, you've got a regulator like Ofcom, right? Yeah. If they can tell people which like frequency bands they can use and which they can't, they could also say you can only use this band if you abide to our rules by, you know, about the mm. specific content. So pirate radio is a way of going we're just gonna completely ignore the Ofcom rules. <laughs> <laughs> and that also means we can broadcast whatever we want, which yeah. was useful at the time because they had such strict limits about the kind of music that could be played. Mm. Um, you know, people yeah. talk about freedom of speech now. You couldn't even like, there was limits to what you could even broadcast on radio, like emitting like swearing and stuff. Like you literally couldn't mm. broadcast certain types of music. I mean, that still kind of is the case with like radio edits, I guess. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Well, well yeah, should we get back onto? <laughs> Sorry, I feel <laughs> like I've just. <laughs> said asked the question that was kind of related because i was just like oh that's an it's interesting, interesting. Thing. yeah no yeah. it's interesting to think um, about but we can go back um, to 5g now 
But yeah, by using an antenna um, like one here, especially one that's sort of tuned into the specific wavelength of the electromagnetic waves being picked up, um, you can juice an electrical current, as you can see here, mm. and therefore a signal which can be sent to a device and decoded, um, ah. either an analog or a digital signal. Um, so basically, as you can see here, this is the wavelength being picked up is approximately half the length of the antenna, mm. or is the length of each antenna, but obviously this one's like a dipole antenna, and you've got the wave going through the middle and then being picked up by... Anyway, yeah. yeah. So... Um, we have different, so we have different wavelengths of signals, but how do we transmit data on them, right? Um, you know, what's keeping the waves relatively uniform within the frequency bandwidth they've been assigned? So if you think about, you know, um, audio, right? So mm -hmm. you want to broadcast an audio signal that goes from 20 hertz um, to 20,000 hertz, so that's 20,000 sort of cycles a second, you know, so it'd be 20,000 of these. Yeah. So it can go from 20 of those to 20,000 of those. So if you broadcast that out, um, first, it would be quite a large range of frequencies for something to handle, mm -hmm. for your receiving station to handle. And also, if you just directly broadcast that, you could only broadcast one signal. <laughs> and also at that frequency, it wouldn't get very far. So what we use is we use um, carrier waves, which are set at a certain frequency. Um, okay. And then you have different types of modulation on top. Um, so you may have heard of these, for example, with radios. So you've got amplitude modula modulation, AM, or frequency modulation fm so amplitude modulation is like the most easy to understand i think um so you want to broadcast your audio signal um you know if you have your carrier wave um which has to be at a frequency twice that of the wave that we're sampling so this has to be at over twice the maximum frequency of this message signal um basically because if you have a wave you need yeah. to be able to sample the peaks and the troughs of the wave and that's all you need so you need twice the frequency of the wave to be able to sample the peak and the trough and that will create a perfect representation of whatever wave that you're um creating um You'd be surprised, so you'd, under, you'd wonder how that works with square waves, but I'd have to go pretty into the weeds with signal theory. I have to say I was not wondering that because I okay, cool. <laughs> but I'd yeah, all you about need square waves and everything. <laughs> all you need is the is the the highest possible maximum frequency, and you okay. need to be able to sample that twice within yeah. its cycle, and you can create structures like this. Um, that's more complicated, but yeah. future episode. So anyway, so we have our message signal here. Um, and what we do is we have this carrier signal. And as you can see here, we just modulate the amplitude. We take mm. the amplitude up, we take the amplitude down. And within it, we create, you can see here, the message signal is encoded just in the modulation of the amplitude of okay. this carrier signal. Can you sort of see 
Kind of, yeah, I think. So basically what we do is we modulate the carrier wave to be... Uh, oh. <laughs> I'll just click with the mouse, right? Um, so yeah, we... Oh, wait, one sec. Disaster. Anyway, so you can see here, right? So we have this carrier signal going mm. up and down. Yeah. And what we do is we've modulated the amplitude of it. And on top of that, you can see this wave. So what we do is we decode the changes in amplitude. And that will create us our original signal, our original message ah. signal. Uh, okay, um, yeah. So basically we just change the amplitude of this carrier signal and that creates on top of it like carries the message signal mm. um and we can do the same with frequency so with slight alterations to frequency you know remember that a lot of these frequencies are in like the gigahertz range so that's mm. billion cycles a second so you can vary the frequency a fairly small amount and still transmit a readable signal so as you can see here, whilst the amplitude modulation wave goes up and down, the frequency modulated wave changes its frequency ever so slightly. Mm. So you can see here, the lower the frequency, the lower the peak of the wave, the higher the frequency, the higher the peak of the wave. So you can see this animation go by. You see the lower yeah. one corresponds to a lower frequency, the higher corresponds to a higher frequency. So, and you can also see how it works with amplitude modulation as well. You can mm. see as it goes up, the amplitude goes up, down. So yeah, it's sort of good explanation of it. Um, mm. So that's sort of how you can carry um, signals on a variety of waves at different frequencies um, without it changing the original signal. Um, so that was analog encoding. Yeah. Now let's talk about digital encoding. <laughs> um, so basically, the great thing about digital communications is as well as flexibility in signal routing, because you can transmit things as like individual packets of data, that it's almost like a packet would be literally a letter. So on the front of the letter, it has an address of where it wants to go to. And then at each stop along the way, they'll go, oh, I know where that next destination is and then it allows forward the letter onto that point so basically um if you think about it with like your phone mm. um you'll have like a local transmitter it sends the packet over to that transmitter that can then route itself through the network to another station okay and then that <laughs> will trans then it will find its way then it will the signal will be put out and transmitted to the other person's phone. But uh, it can, like, route itself all along the way so it knows where to go. It knows mm -hmm. which branch to take. And each of these packets can find their own way across the network, which means that... Think about the old days, right? With When you called someone in the old days, you'd have to call the switchboard. And oh, yeah. they'd have to go and plug in a physical connection to the next exchange then you tell them which house you wanted to go for then they plug in a physical connection and that wire would be set for the whole time you're on the call mm. and that also continued even if that after they got rid of exchanges there were analog circuits that would create these physical connections oh. um 
which obviously, as you can see, is a lot of infrastructure to maintain. <laughs> you need yeah. a separate cable for every single person who's on a call. Whereas with digital infrastructure, when you call someone, you can share the same cable with a lot of different people. And that cable carries loads of different packets, which all have data encoded on them. Yeah. Um, which can be read at the other side. So the other advantage to digital is that you're essentially lossless because basically, as you can see here, with analog waves, right, you mm -hmm. can have your original wave look like this and then the one that arrives at the person to look like this, you know? <laughs> and that obviously results in signal degradation. Yeah. Whereas in digital, because you're just sending these ones and zeros you're sending either a signal or no signal. Even if it arrives like this, you know... Um, like squiggly. Basically. Yeah. Even if it arrives a bit mangled, it will just be decoded as a one or a zero. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So it means that you can replicate things perfectly. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you've got compression and stuff, but that's kind of a different subject. Mm. But even a compressed file, if you send a compressed file over the web to someone else, it will arrive as the exact same file that you sent them. Yeah. Like, it won't be any more compressed. <laughs> um, the only reason people things become deep fried is because people keep, like, screenshotting them or sending them over services that compress them more in order mm. to save on their bandwidth, you know. But if you yeah. send a raw photo, or raw audio is actually pretty easy to send to one of your friends on WeTransfer, it will arrive exactly as you made it. Well, that's um, cool. Because like, I've, I've sent files and stuff, but I've never really thought about how it does that. I've just been like, oh, yeah, it just sends it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, so this is actually called, um, you know, this is called analog or amplitude shift keying. Yeah, okay. amplitude shift keying. So you can see here, the higher amplitude corresponds to a one, the lower amplitude corresponds to a zero. Yeah. Wait, is um, that the ask bit of the ask mode? Yeah, the yeah. ask. Yeah. Cool. It's uh, amplitude shift keying, so you're just changing. Um, so once these numbers arrive, um, obviously you've got a one and a zero. You're not really going to find much from that. Mm. So what you do is you describe a number of bits. So let's say in this signal, um, let's say that we get this signal in and it is... Um, like this. Yeah. So we have our first bit, our second bit is expected at this point, our third bit and our fourth bit. As you can see, that lasts longer, so that's why I've split it up into... So we sound... Uh, okay, yeah. So these are our four bits. So we'd have a four-bit number there. Mm. So we have one, one, zero, one. Okay. So how do we create bigger numbers out of this other than just one or zero? So the first bit, so what we use is we use a thing called base two. So basically we have the square of two. So we have two squared with zero, two, um, 
two by one, two by two, two by three. So that's two square. Yeah. Okay. So you can see here. So two. So anything by the. Wait, I've got to work out what the exact name for something. Squaring a number is called. Wait, have you just gone off? No, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I just heard your voice uh, go like um, softer a little bit. It's an it's an exponent. Okay, uh, so basically we say it's like something to the power of. So two to the power of zero is one. Yeah. Two to the power of one is two because we're timesing two by zero or two by one. Mm. Two to the power of two is four, and two to the power of three is eight. Yeah. So from that we can go one times by one is one one times by two is two um four times by zero is zero and one times by eight is eight so that uh, number if we recreate it is eight plus two ten eleven so with a four bit we could do up to we could do zero to 15. Mm. So we can encode 16 separate values with a four bit. Okay. And if you take that to eight bit, if you just double the amount of bits, yeah, you can have 256 different values. Uh, if you go to 10 bit, just adding two more bits, you get 1,024 different values because as you see, every time you add another bit, it goes up exponentially. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Wait, yeah, 12 I, bit. This is probably Sorry. a dumb question, but is this bit rate basically? Like when people talk about um, like an, an 8 bit computer kind of thing from back in the day. So there's sort or... of two different bit rates. So oh, you have okay. your bit depth, which refers to how many bits are in each sort of like, you know, the bit depth would refer to sort of, you know, 8 bit video. Yeah. Um, where you have 256 different values. And then your bit rate is then the number of bits that you're transferring. So uh, okay. for an 8-bit video, you'd times your 8 by the number of um, channels you have. Mm. Um, well, so pixels are made up of three channels. Okay. If you have an R and a G and a B, oh, yeah, green RGB. and blue. Uh, so that's three channels. So you have... <laughs> You have three. You have three values per pixel, and then if you multiply that by the number of pixels in a HD monitors, like one point nine million. So okay. You do three times one point nine million, and then it's like the numbers get big really quickly yeah. with video, um, which is why people have like petabyte servers to store this stuff on. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, but yeah, you can kind of understand where I'm coming from is that you have. You know these bits. So you have mm. your bit depth, so your four bit, you have eight bit, you have ten bit, twelve bit, um, and that defines sort of how many values that can be represented in each set of bits. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I feel that made kind of sense. It's a bit rambling. I think but... so. Like I feel like this, this episode more than most. I'm trying to understand it all. It's kind of something's going over my head a little bit. But in general, <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah. in general, I feel like you're doing a, like, a decent job. This is the only it. one it's that just... I know stuff about. Yeah. So. 
And this is why I've gone a bit over the top. I know, yeah. It's, but, it's cool to hear, and I, I feel I'm kind of getting it. But, a lot yeah. of it isn't really important, right? Yeah. Because the most important thing is... Is 5G deadly. It's 5G deadly. So we need to talk about... Sake. I had a thing on frequency. Oh, I went to go back to this. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, so what are the benefits of longer and shorter wavelengths? So remember, the longer the wave, mm. the lower the frequencies. You see, increasing wavelength, increasing frequency. Because, yeah, that's. Um, so longer wavelength, lower frequency waves will typically travel over long distances and interact weakly with objects, meaning through they can course through things like buildings and the like relatively unimpeded. Mm. Um, that also means that if they're coursing through buildings, they're not all, they're also interacting with things very weakly. So that makes them harder to detect and harder to impart energy on things. You know, like it doesn't lose much of its energy going through objects. Um you know, think about it like glass is, you know, transparent in the visible spectrum. Other objects are transparent in the radio spectrum, for example. Uh, okay, yeah. That kind of makes um, sense. And as your frequencies increase, the waves hmm. tend to increasingly become absorbed by things like water, making it harder for them to travel over long distances, at least on Earth. Um, so, you know... You have sort of um, your microwaves are transmit a lot more power, but they dissipate a lot quicker. And that you know they they're absorbed by objects. The energy is imparted, which is why they're good for cooking things. Yeah. Um, you know, so you, your longer wavelengths are also more limited in their ability to carry data. So because you need to because your wavelength you know if you're doing frequency you know amplitude shift keying you need to be able to you know alter your amplitude like that and if you as you want to increase the data rate you know if you've got a wave running at a certain frequency yeah it's like there's only so much data it can carry Mm, okay yeah, so I'm basically butchering this explanation a bit, but um, the TLDR is you pretty much need around two wave cycles per bit of information. Um, yeah. Okay. If you see where I'm coming from. Yeah. Like, you know, the maximum amount of data you could carry would be like that on that wavelength without increasing the wavelength, you know? Yeah. So some point you've got to increase the wavelength so increased wavelength allows or increasing frequency allows for more data to be transferred okay um so you know they sort of got to balance the longer your wavelength the further it can travel but you know but also the more weakly it will interact with things and the longer the antenna you need to receive it <laughs> Mm. Um, a shorter wavelength and will have more frequency it can carry more data and it can also be received by smaller devices like a smartphone and it can also um, 
but it will also get absorbed by things much quicker. Mm. Um, so 4G currently struggles when there's a lot of people in one place at once trying to access the network because it just doesn't have enough capacity. Okay. And also it's because it has quite a good range, it spreads over quite a wide area. Um, you know, everyone in that area is all on the same frequency or trying to transmit data. So, yeah. you know, it's a blessing in that you get good range, but it can be a curse in that that frequency band will be used up for quite a large amount of area mm. um, before it starts to dissipate and it can then be reused again. I guess also, I was thinking when you said that, the annoying thing is, is that a lot of people who are on their phones are like in cities and areas where there yeah. are a lot of people. So that's not great, really. Yeah, but, so... Sorry. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> so basically, that's exactly the thing, right? Is that we have this situation where basically we've got these signals, which are the network that's just congested mm. and can't carry you know, enough data to... 5G obviously can carry very high like bandwidths, but that's kind of not really the point. The point is to make sure that people always have a consistent connection. Yeah. And most of the aim is making sure that happens in, you know, our sort of towns, our cities, and also at large events and stuff. Like at concerts, even if you're in the middle of the city, once the arena starts to load up, your connection is going to become increasingly very noticeably slower. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. kind of designed to combat that. I mean, so, it's been a while since I've been to a concert, but I think I, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to remember if I've noticed connection issues at concerts and stuff. But maybe think, like maybe. enjoy the music instead of posting. Yeah, stuff no, I try but... not to go on my phone too much at gigs. And I go on my phone a lot because uh, I'm, I know you're addicted. I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm addicted. Yeah. Um, One thing I just thought though is with 5G now, because not everyone is on 5G. Like I'm not mm. personally. Um, does that mean that actually it's quite good because people are on a different frequency? Yeah, so, people when people switch over to five G, that will decongest the four G network as well. Yeah, so it'll improve service for everyone, but they'll probably get the most consistent service, um, especially in crowded places. Mm. Um, even if everyone switched to five G now, it would still provide a better service. But already, it will be benefiting everyone because people it's decongesting the 4g network as well oh, okay um, but basically how 5g carries more data is it increases the frequency uh-huh. um you know your typical mobile frequencies um you know i think they're probably around like sort of here yeah if i was to guess and 5g probably increases it more to like here so quite a lot deeper into the microwave but that's microwaves josh and microwaves cook our food so they're cooking our brains yeah. with the microwaves so funny fact about that is a microwave <laughs> that cooks your food is on t- frequency of 2.4 gigahertz okay um and i'm pretty sure you've seen on wireless routers you have the option for 2.4 or 5 gigahertz oh yeah so the wireless router uses the same frequency to transmit data as your microwave uses to cook your food. Oh. 
um they're the same thing <laughs> and i'll sort of go on to sort of why it actually isn't that bad later okay um but yeah so basically 5g has longer wavelength microwaves below six gigahertz similar to 4g but it also has shorter millimeter wave wavelength capabilities um and these are sort of what people are the most hung up upon so you know the it still has frequencies around here yeah but it also uses higher end frequencies so 5g has both long range when you need it but mm. also high capacity when you need it and usually these things aren't needed in tandem so you can use for like the middle of the hills where there's not that many people you can use the sort of longer wavelengths and then for crowded cities where there's a lot of people you can use these shorter wavelengths with a lot of bandwidth uh, okay. and the sort of the distances that these can cover are really short. They're like tens to hundreds of meters compared to like kilometers. For so you know your these only cover a short area. So whereas a four G tower might have been sort of a range like that, a five G tower. So you've got your little city here. Okay. Your four G would be like that. Yeah. Whereas with five G, you've got your city. And you Whoa. also will have like shorter. You'll Smaller have these millimeter, these really high capacity connections. Yeah. And you'll have lots of them, and they'll sort of cover the sort of dense areas with a lot of users. Ah. So you know these are talking about like you'll have one of these in like a restaurant or in the lamp posts. Uh, like, okay. Yeah. Just trying to create as much coverage of this as possible. Yeah. Just to try and. Um, you know, these have a lot of bandwidth and also cover a fairly small area. So basically, wherever you're near one of these, you'll get a really consistent connection. Mm. Um, and also that means that this wider network is free for everyone else who might be out here, which is generally less, but, you know, it sort of keeps the whole network less congested. Um, so... Yeah, a concert venue could have its own 5G tower and a restaurant a few blocks away could have a 5G tower on the same frequency. Uh, um, wait, that makes some... I'm pretty sure at like the O2, yeah, there was like a 5G tower that people tried to destroy. Yeah. So that yeah, they, makes sense why that was there now. Yeah, so they basically you can reuse the same frequency because they dissipate so quickly. Mm-hmm you can reuse them multiple times in a much smaller area than you did with the longer wavelength frequencies. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's talk about sort of ionization because, you know, um, is 5G deadly? This is the big question because we're using a high frequency wave and microwaves yeah. cook food, right? And so, and we and, are meat, so they'll cook And we us. are meat, we're being cooked alive and i can feel my brain slowly turning to mush there's definitely 5g way, and nothing else we technically are yeah because <laughs> if you go on your phone and call someone um i think over an hour it will heat your head by about a degree really whoa yeah so it will heat your head but it's kind of like basically it's not radioactive it's just heating you uh, okay it's heating you in the same way that when you you know 
lie on a beach in the sun, the heat comes onto you. Like a lot of that isn't being transferred to the atmosphere because you have different types of heating. You have heating where other particles are excited and that excites the particles in your body and then that creates heat. Or you have electromagnetic waves coming down and heating you that way, which is how we get the heat from the sun. Mm. As that's going through a vacuum. Um, But yeah, one of the worries is sort of talking about ionization. So when when a photon has a certain level of energy measured in electron volts, they can begin to knock electrons out of atoms. Uh, okay. And that will give them a positive or negative charge, yeah. which is where the term ionization comes from. Um, so, you know, that's where you have ionizing radiation. So a way of thinking about this would be a bed of needles. <laughs> this is my best analogy. Okay. Um, Lying on, like, a thousand needles might be okay, but lying on one needle is probably not okay. I don't know if a thousand bed of needles would be okay. I don't think I would like to lie on or any needles. Or, like, a needles. bed of nails. A bed oh, of nails. Wait, you yeah, know... St- Think about it that way. Oh, like, the really blunt ones, you mean? Or so just generally. We, like, yeah. the more nails you have, the more the energy is dissipated over a larger area. Uh, so okay, yeah, no. Think about, like, a 50-watt radio wave yeah that will create a lot of distinct photons yeah all with less energy individually but then you could have 50 watts pumped into like a uv wave Mm. which will have a lot of energy in one and that's all of these will just impart all of these radio waves will just impart like you know a little bit of energy onto these but yeah. this massive one has enough energy to knock this electron right out of the atom i i just thought of a similar analogy mm. i think to the one that you did because it was like, i got what you meant but i was i just suddenly thought of this is yeah. and actually i don't think this analogy works now i'm thinking about it but anyway if you Go stand on one lego brick it, hurts it really lot. hurts. But if like there was a floor of Lego, I don't think mm. it would hurt as much. Well, that might just be me. No, definitely not. Because like, and it's like, yeah, it's like you're transferring that energy over a larger area, and yeah. that means that for each Lego block block that's under your foot, there's less energy being transferred with it. Therefore, it can't cause as much damage to your foot. <laughs> exactly. So, um. You know, with longer wavelengths, the energy is distributed across more photons, whereas with shorter wavelengths, the energy is concentrated into fewer higher energy photons. That's at least my understanding of how it works. Okay. Um, And if we go back to here, because of where Mm. radio waves and microwaves lie on the spectrum, so this area is the, like, short wavelength stuff, like, Mm. you know, really high frequency stuff, um, above visible light, is where things become more able to start to ionize. So sort of when you go beyond this point, yeah. probably more like that, all of that can ionize, which is why you get sunburns yeah, and stuff like that, is that um, can damage your skin, um, basically. Um, and, you know, up here in, like, x-rays is, yeah, particularly, yeah, you don't want to be exposed to large levels of that. <laughs> mm. Otherwise, it will just, like, cook your body. Um, 
but not in like a cooking way in like a basically so if you think about like complex structures like dna okay um, that store like the sort of data for how your body's programmed if you start to like knock the atoms out or like knock the electrons out of the atoms you start to break down these structures in a very sort of specific way um and this is how radiation causes damage to dna and obviously as this damage is caused to the dna this increases the chance of a mutation happening when it replicates yeah and that's how it causes cancer uh, okay um so that's why if you lie on the sun on a like very sunny day you're increasing your risk of skin cancer because the uv rays that it puts out can damage the dna in your skin tissue yeah um but radio waves on the other hand you know light actually isn't capable of doing this so anything light or below cannot cause ionizing radiation damage okay so basically all of this is pretty much harmless in the levels that it exists around us yeah Although we will come back to that later. Wait, I've got a question though. If you put a person in a microwave, they would boil. They would burn. But yeah, isn't that microwaves doing that? Yeah. Is that so, so basically, basically at the energy levels that we use things day to day, they couldn't cause damage. Mm. But if you stick your hand in a microwave, it's just going to burn you. <laughs> it would burn you like putting your hand in the oven would burn you. Yeah. You know? Um, it might impart the energy slightly differently, but the result will be the same. Uh, like, okay. It's basically like it will just burn you in the same way that anything else would burn you. There isn't really any particular different way that that would happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about COVID. Ooh. Can 5G create coronavirus? <laughs> I think it might, from what I can tell. Um, viruses are simple for life forms but they are very complex structures mm. um you know coronaviruses you have your cell here and you might have your coronavirus which is literally probably this probably is like even a bit ambitious on scale like it's probably way bigger difference than this yeah it comes in it then injects a tiny like piece of RNA. So you've got your big strand of DNA, yeah. say in your cell's nucleus. And the RNA is basically a, like a copy of that part of the DNA. And then that's used by, you'll have like a little thing, a protein here. They will then spit out like, basically these bits of RNA are instructions to create certain structures inside the cell. Whereas the DNA carries instructions on all of the different structures that might be in the cell. Mm. So think about like an Ikea construction thing. A piece of RNA will tell you how to make a table leg. A piece of DNA contains all the instructions for the whole thing. Uh, okay. And what you do is, you, you know, the RNA is almost like dividing it into steps. Mm. So the coronavirus, you have DNA-based viruses, which can do that, but the coronavirus injects a bit of RNA to basically create its structure and what that will do is then you know one of these sort of copying things will bind onto it and create coronaviruses 
and then they burst out of the cell, usually killing it in the process, and um, create like a ton of yeah. Coronavirus will then go on and be replicated by other cells. Okay, yeah. So it basically hijacks your cell in order to create copies of itself, which is why viruses are considered to not technically be alive. Mm. Um, and this is also how the RNA vaccines work. They don't change your DNA. What they do is they basically inject a piece of RNA. Um, usually they're coated in sort of a lipid outer shell, almost like a sort of virus in themselves. Yeah. They inject this RNA into your cell. That's then the RNA will then create just the proteins. So it will create, it will encode just these proteins on the side of the cell. Yeah. Basically, what that means is that once these RNA modules arrive at the cell, they cannot replicate any further because they don't contain any information on actually like replicating the rest of the structure of the virus. Yeah. They okay. just contain a specific part. And then your immune system goes, oh, look at this like specific protein. Oh, I that looks bad. I better remember that for the future. And then when the real coronavirus comes along, it can then sort of, you know, your white blood cells will tack onto these or your antibodies will tack onto these. And then basically that will disable them and then your white blood cell can come along and eat it. Mm. Wait, that's so is that, what's, is that what's happening in my body right now? Because I got the vaccine earlier today. Yeah, if you've got the... Did you get the Pfizer I got one? the Pfizer one. I don't know. That's an RNA one. So basically, Ooh. that's probably why it aches so much. Is because it's basically destroying some of the <laughs> cells in your arm. Cool. I mean, they'll regrow, right? Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's fine. But it will cause... You know, they are... To an extent, it's using some of the cells in your arm to create copies of the spike protein. Oh, okay, and cool. Probably destroying them in the process, but like, it's not, it's not dangerous because it can't go in sort of an exponential runaway like viruses can. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like a virus can just come into basically every cell in your body and will just destroy it. <laughs> yeah. In the process of replicating itself, whereas um, the spike proteins will only be replicated once and then. Oh they'll be used by your immune system yeah as you can see these are quite complex structures mm. and there's no way you know if you think about sort of a microwave coming in all it can do is just break apart a cell like all it can do is just break the stuff mm. like it's an inherently destructive force like all you can do is you can either overheat the cell and make it break apart you know burning it um, or you can basically damage the DNA inside, but you wouldn't be able to damage the DNA in a targeted in such a targeted way as to be able to reproduce coronaviruses. Um, which is basically yeah, why Corona, why five G or any radio wave can't cause coronavirus. Um, but I also want to talk about control slash tracking chips. Oh yeah. So I found this really funny story. It was basically a group of like 5G conspiracy theorists got the electrical schematic for a boss metal zone guitar mm -hmm. pedal and put on like COVID-19 5G chip diagram. <laughs> <laughs> but as you can see here, there's like, what, like base here? 
So the base control. It's the base of the 5G chip. <laughs> yeah, it's the base, the mids. Yeah. The volume, the foot switch. <laughs> the vaccine control chip <laughs> has a foot switch. <laughs> it has a game. Yeah. I mean, that could be... That, that's Bill like... Gates' um, <laughs> dream is to turn everyone into a pedal so he can walk around with his like guitar and just push people to the ground and start stepping on them and change the sound (laughs) but it's just great because like the metal zone is like one of the most meme pedals in the whole (laughs) like guitar world and the fact that they chose that one (laughs) to copy the schematic of that's someone's trolling with that yeah no that's the Um, thing is i feel like a lot of the time with these conspiracy theories they come from people who are obviously trying to deceive others yeah, and then it just gets ran away with. And then people just don't... People take it seriously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty hilarious. And... Um, yeah, so... <laughs> in terms of communication to things like embedded microchips, okay. 5G doesn't really have any specific benefits over the other existing standards. Hmm. Like, you know, especially not for the fairly low amount of data that would be uploaded from one of these. By that, I don't mean, you know, that you couldn't get a lot of data from a tracking chip. It's just not as much as... You're not trying to transmit HD video files to this thing, right? (laughs) I don't know. That'd be so cool if they did have chips that were able to project HD video out of your arm or whatever. I think that would be a selling point for the vaccine, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. Like, just um, be able to watch stuff on your arm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, um, you know, the area of, to the best of our knowledge, the area of, um, you know, in terms of controlling people's thoughts, we don't really understand the brain very well that, at the moment. Yeah. Um, most of what we do in terms of like medications and treatments is just kind of lucky guesses. Um, we'll do a trial and go oh this seems to make people less depressed oh this seems to make people less anxious oh I guess we'll prescribe it like you know a lot of the they might have a basic understanding of what like the effects on an individual cell but in terms of the whole structure of the brain there's kind of less of an understanding there um, of how the sort of interactions between the different parts of the brain works. Like all the medications we have at the moment are sort of very simple ways of moderating the amount of um, certain, um, what is it called when you have like a certain I chemical in your body that regulates the thing? I, I'm, the only thing I could a think hormone. of is like- Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Like, so we can change the amount of hormones that are regulated. We can kind of change some of the chemicals in the brain to slow things down, speed things up, depending on what's yeah. needed. But that's kind of all we can do. We can't, like, just go, oh, we want to just change this specific part of the brain. And that includes with um, our current technology in terms of, you know, electrical stimulation in the brain. Mm. Um there are some ways you can implant like sort of metal rods into brains and stimulate maybe certain areas. Are you like literally just applying a current inside someone's brain? I was about to say, are you talking about like lobotomies? <laughs> but I don't think you were. Um, it stimulates no, a certain area. 
This kind is literally of. just like planting two electrodes in a part okay. of his brain and then just having like some electricity flow through it. And yeah. it seems to help with some forms of like PTSD and stuff. Ah. Um, and it seems to help regulate in certain people with like, um, I think some people, when you shake your hands and stuff, like when people can't stop doing that, it can help sort of relieve some disabilities or even in the spinal cord, you know, um, sometimes it can almost you know amplify the signals in the spinal cord and allow people to control parts of their body that they'd lost the ability to control oh that's really cool so but it's not obviously these things are really cool and they are very complicated in the fact that you've got to work out which areas to put them in the surgeries are very hard but in terms of sort of what we're doing which is just applying a current to something they're not very sophisticated yeah um and we're not anywhere near the level to be able to control someone's thoughts. Um, or That's what they want you to think. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what like, the voices tell you when they're controlling our minds. But actually, this whole time, Josh, I've been controlling <laughs> your mind. I mean, we can read minds, kind of. But we don't really have the ability to sort of interface with people's brains in like the sort of these futuristic brain implants. You can't stream video to your head. Um, that's what that's I told you to say, off. Josh. <laughs> I've been typing what you've been saying this whole time. That's true. This is just I, me talking Evan, to myself. Evan has me in, Evan has me in a cage. With yeah, I know. Oh, loads you're, of electrodes coming out my head. You're in like a um, a mind cage. Yeah, mind cage. So I'm you actually, think you're I'm free, actually lying but... on a table in Bristol. Yeah. I, everything in my head is just imagined <laughs> right now. Sure. <laughs> I felt like that was getting into a weird, like, BDSM kind of turn. Probably, uh, yeah. It's probably getting a bit, a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so is this so, basically saying the track and chip idea is stupid? Um, You could track people. I uh, know, yeah, um, but the um, with the 5G and... You couldn't control people. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but we'll also talk about sort of um i don't know if i have like rfid tags um i actually wrote a little bit about this so you know when you hear about people becoming cyborgs and implanting chips in them um these are just rfid tags so you know when you go up and pay with your card Mm. and it's contactless yeah basically what happens is the card reader here so this is our card reader with like all of the sort of what that does is it outputs a radio wave and then you have a big antenna inside the thing. And what this antenna does is it uses the radio wave to create a small electrical current. Uh. And this electrical current um, actually powers a small digital circuit inside the item. So this will then list off like, I don't know if there's a number, it will just go like eight, seven, one or something. And then obviously that turns into like a wave and then that's and then it will then broadcast out on a different frequency it will then broadcast an even weaker radio wave back uh, okay um and then that'll be picked up by the card reader it will go i know that number this is you know evan's card he has minus 10 pounds in his bank account but 500 pound overdraft so he can have his mackies <laughs> simple as yeah 
Um, but like none of the data about the actual value of your bank account stored on these cards. Um, okay, yeah. You can sometimes store like a reasonable amount of information on them, but for your bank card, it literally just stores like your account number <laughs> or, you know, a sort of a different version of your account number that's used for contactless payment. Um, so yeah, it basically just stores a big long number that's then read by the machine and it associates that with an account and gives you your money. Um, that's how an RFID tag works. Um, you know, okay. you can use this for like hotel room keys. Yeah. Um, you can use it for, um, you can use it for a lot of stuff. What can you use it for? Hotel room keys. Oh, if your dogs, if your pets are chipped, um, they use an RFID reader for that. So you hold a reader right up to the area where the chip is and then they can read and then that will go and access a database or they might actually be able to store like a name on there because you can store little bits of data on there um so i think yeah actually i think it's a name so you can store like a name and an address Mm. um on on these little chips um but yeah it's like you know these rfid readers can be embedded under the skin um but they're not very useful for tracking things in the fact that basically you need to hold up an RFID reader really close to where the chip actually is. <laughs> so a guy would literally have to come up to you with a reader and like place it on your shoulder or something or wherever you'd have the vaccine injected uh, to actually read it. Because yeah, that doesn't the, really work. <laughs> yeah, because it needs to use these radio waves to power this antenna and it just doesn't work from beyond a pretty short distance, hmm. which is why it's called NFC, Near Field Communication. Unless what they could do is they could be like, oh, and also as part of the vaccine, you need to have this armband on <laughs> yeah. with this, not definitely not a transmitter on yeah. it. And then they, the people be like, oh, yeah, sure. And that, that. If, they, if they start asking people to do that, we know. Hmm. We know what they've done. The tracking has and, been... <laughs> yeah, and I saw another good point online, which was you could just use batteries and like a proper GPS reader, but... That would not fit in a vaccine. In fact, yeah. an RFID chip would struggle to fit in a vaccine. Um, these just cannot be miniaturized to that scale. Mm. Um, so, you know, um, you might be able... Yeah, you, you wouldn't be able to inject it in a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> and also, the, the big point that I always think of is phones at the end of the day. It's like the perfect thing for tracking everyone. There are devices that can track your every move, listen to your every conversation, and alter what you think. Smartphones. I mean, there's people listening to us right now, Josh. And we're altering what they're thinking. (laughs) It's like... um, So, I want to talk about... Shall we make some 5G waves actually deadly? Hell yeah. Let's do it. I want to kill some people. So we, we can't make COVID. We can't make cancer. We can't alter the thoughts of a general populace to create an yeah. army of droids. So how do we kill or enslave people with 5G waves, goddammit? We want to do this now. <laughs> so I'm going to propose a way of making radio slash microwaves actually deadly. And that is by their ability to heat things. Introducing the heat. Heat ray. Um, in about three pixels. Yeah. Wait. Isn't is that a truck thing? What is that? Yeah, this is a truck. 
with okay. a heat ray on it. Oh. This was developed by the US military, unsurprisingly. And does um, it heat things by any chance? Yes. Whoa. Um, how, how did I guess that by it being called a heat ray? Do you need a way of getting rid of protesters that is, quote, non-lethal? Oh, wait, is this a way of getting rid of protesters? Because that's really be. fucked. Yeah. yeah, so basically, just imagine your microwave, but you leave the door open. Oh, God. <laughs> so it basically just shoots, like, heat rays at people. That's really then... messed up. Yeah, so... The idea is they use high-frequency waves that just get a couple of millimeters below the person's skin and make the neurons fire. Okay. And then the neurons go, I'm burning, I'm burning, and then send that message to the brain, which then goes... Then goes yeah, the brain so goes it like, doesn't, fuck, does it fuck, actually fuck, fuck, not fuck. really burn people? It just kind of makes your body think you're being burned. So... Under the Wikipedia's controversy section, while it is claimed to not cause burns under ordinary use, it is described as being similar to that of an incandescent incandescent light bulb being pressed against the skin, which can cause severe burns in just a few seconds. The beam can be focused up to 700 metres away and is said to penetrate thick clothing, although not walls. Long-term exposure (laughs) to the beam may cause serious damage, especially to sensitive tissues, such as those of the eyes. Hmm. Two people have received second-degree burns after exposure oh, to the device. And they're planning on using um, this on protesters, what are you saying? They used it in Iraq, I think. Oh, okay. Um, as well. Um, but it is potentially being thought of as a way to... Uh, they might have these on for protesters, you know. Um, it has been used in... Um, Where has it been used... Let me know now. They explored the use of the device um, to disperse civilians protesting outside the White House in June 2020. Oh, God. But it had been advised that the National Guard was not currently in possession of a device. Ah. Um, Yeah. So... Wait, are these 5G waves then, or...? Those, These are just microwaves. Uh, So they're they're similar to... Yeah, they're similar, Okay. So they're not technically 5G, so I don't know if you you have... You could do this of any sort of microwave frequency. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's kind of like... Basically, you could just turn the antennas up super high and cook people. Ah. Um, But in normal use, with the levels of energy they're outputting, I don't have any concerns about 5G causing any harm. Yeah. if you were to turn the energy up on the transmitters, I reckon you could have a good shot at cooking people. However, if 5G was killing you, you'd probably know about it because you'd be yeah, being cooked. Yeah, because you'd feel it. That's the thing. <laughs> you'd people feel like, it, yeah. I feel I'd notice if I was slowly being burnt, personally. I, I think you'd notice if you were being cooked, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can also do that by just, you know, sitting outside in the sun. Yeah, I'd smell so you tasty. Get by that. That's how I'd know. I'd be like, oh, I smell um, pretty good right now. Like, burn. <laughs> yeah, just burning, yeah. Yeah. Um, this also means, unfortunately, 5G can't give you big anime tits like you've always wanted. Oh, no. What? Yeah. It can't give anyone big anime titties. Damn it. Um, I'll have to just go to the plastic surgeon then. Yeah, you'll have yeah. to just get the plastic surgeon to do it for you. But 
which is sad. It is. Um, it's big sad. <laughs> yeah. But, but one day I'll get those anime tits for me. Yeah. Yeah. One day. One day. Get those anime titties. <laughs> one day. But yeah, for now, I'll just burn alive for a bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, 5G waves aren't going to be the downfall of civilization. Mm. Um, however, the information that they carry probably will. So, on that, let's look at final ratings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have what is it? Feasibility and yeah. practicality. Uh, and prac. I feel like this one's a weird one because uh, am I doing it based on what you said at the end there, where you tried to work out a way, or just in general? Because in general, it's a stupid idea that we're getting cooked alive by 5G. Yeah, so the 5... So, shall we go for so it's not really the that 5G, 5G as it exists? As it, okay, yeah, as, it, as it exists. I mean, I'll give it, like, a 2, because you did say that we could. But that but would that involve is, you yeah, it's not really feasible. transmitters a lot and being really unsafe, because a lot of the transmitters, they'll... If they're trying to get good distance out of them, they'll, like, not allow people in a certain range of them okay so if you put it on the top of a building you'll have people at least like 10 or 20 meters away so yeah they won't get burns or anything um so assuming 5g is all done legally and properly mm. what would you give the feasibility and practicality i think i'll give them both ones to be honest then mm. i don't know like if yeah if it's done all pra- like it won't kill you basically um, 5G, but, but crazy. It, but crazy. Tinner of tinner. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, about feasibility of doing it would be a not great, I think. So, like, three out of five, maybe. Mm. And also, I feel like there's probably more practical ways of killing everyone, to be honest. Now I'm thinking about it. Is that what the goal is? Practicality yeah, wise? everyone, yeah. So, I'll get, again, I'll go three out of five because, like, I bet there's way better ways of slowly cooking everyone, like global warming. You could just pump more coal into the That's true. Yeah, you could just the fill air. the atmosphere with, let's burn more coal. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think 5G is... The problem is, right, is that it's not been sort of properly explained, and that's kind of why I wanted to look at it in this episode, because I think people don't people don't really understand the electromagnetic spectrum and they go mm. oh wait this thing's way higher frequency than this thing but it's also like visible light is way higher frequency than 5g even yeah and also i feel like that the very simple and easy to understand microwave in microwave cook food yeah. microwave is being used as 5g that must mean we be cooked like food that kind of yeah, idea and also it's, people it's think microwaves are radioactive but the risk for microwaves isn't radiation it's heat it's yeah. being burned but, and they sorry. can burn you like they don't even have to transmit the heat through the air they can just straight up beam the light energy it will go quite a long way which yeah. is why the risk of burns can be so high if you don't use a microwave properly but also like i, I mean i don't know how much radiation 5g creates i can't say but there's a lot of stuff that creates radiation yeah, in general. 5G doesn't create any radiation. Oh, I thought you um, just... Any, oh, okay. Yeah, any ionizing radiation, it's 
electromagnetic radiation uh, okay. covers everything saying, on the spectrum. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But ionizing radiation is the stuff that's actually dangerous. Yeah. In terms of that. Um, but yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? I don't know what I was going to... I don't think I was going to say anything. What so. about coolness? Oh, coolness. I mean, it's a pretty cool... Like, if we were like super villains <laughs> wanting to destroy the yeah. world... I do think it's a pretty cool plan, so I'll give that like four out of five. Yeah, for coolness. and also five G is cool because like you get like good data rates as well. Yeah, like at least and... people will be able to watch like YouTube videos really quickly whilst killing everyone. Yeah, they could watch them in like eight K quality. Yeah, exactly. That, that I feel we're being pretty nice killers if that's the case. Yeah. That would mean they'd still have to get service on it, though. Yeah, that's true. I don't know whether that would be practical to actually yeah. like, give them cellular service on the same frequency waves that are being used to broil them. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know why, but I keep thinking of um, Kingsman. Because that's the whole thing yeah. where it was like, oh, they send out a frequency that makes people go insane. Wait, that could be the next first... one. Maybe five G is actually going to trigger like oh, an animalistic. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 I remember that. They had the. I think they had the um, the SIM cards that had a chemical in them. Oh no! It was. Released, was um, I think it was, it was the... a sound frequency or something. Oh yeah. A kind of yeah. Sorry, this is going completely off sidetrack again. Kind of. Oh yeah, but... I remember that. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel that film probably helped with all the five G conspiracies. <laughs> But in the uh, actually yeah no that is like a full on five G conspiracy theory because it's all the rich people as well who are going to go out to a bunker whilst everyone else dies. Yeah, they all yeah. get their heads exploded. Though, yeah, that's so. it. It's all good. It's all karma, really. So yeah. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I guess that's sort of been the episode. Yes. Um, it's been an well, interesting probably... one to listen. I'd say there have been bits of it that I don't. I have to admit. I was dumb and I didn't complete it, but I'm sure people listening no, will get it. I mean, I had to learn all this stuff at some point and I, yeah. my head hurt. Um, but I feel like it's a, I don't know, it's an important one to do, if that makes sense. Because with 5G, yeah. like, there's a ton of people who think it's terrible and. It's also our fifth episode. So really? Ooh, wow. Fifth episode, 5G. Oh, I didn't yeah. even realise that until today. <laughs> Episode 5G. Whoa. Episode 5. Actually, we should call it that. Yeah. Episode 5G. Boom. Title sorted. Boom. Um, um, should we say goodbye, I guess, now? Yeah. Um, I, it's been nice to, you know, there's been more subscribers. Yeah. Which is nice. Maybe we'll hit 100. Whoa. Wait, what are we on now? <laughs> 73. Really? Oh, I've been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, I oh. feel like most of it comes from like one video, so maybe we can make it worth your time to stick around. Yeah, hopefully there's more than one video that people will like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the other ones get decent views though. Yeah, that's true. Obviously, the other ones been like pretty massive. And it, um, I think I said this in the last episode, but in general, I just find it interesting, like talking and listening. And at some point, I want to do yeah. my own. At some point, I don't know when that would be though. But yeah. And also, most of you are American. Really? So, ah. so this is even folks. more important. Wait, is 5G more of a like, conspiracy in America or the UK? Honestly, I feel the UK is crazier about yeah, it because we actually started burning down towers. That was the thing. There was a lot of burning going on, so I wasn't sure. But 
America's seems yeah, more conspiracy. Yeah, in America they're just burning down everything. Yeah. Um, but in the UK we're burning the towers specifically. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, we're all crazy. Mm. That's kind of the name in the game with the Anglosphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, yeah, we'll do another episode at some point. But for now, we'll go... Bye. 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 Bye.